Welcome to Live the Light, a show about personal growth through spirituality. And I am your host, psychic, medium, and intuitive artist, Nicole Bowman. I want to thank you guys so much for connecting with us and taking a moment to listen. You can listen to new episodes the first of every month on Blog Talk Radio, YouTube, SoundCloud, NicoleBowman.biz, and Apple Podcast. You can also comment, share, or subscribe to the channels or download any of the videos and all of the links are in the description for where you can listen. So once again, I want to thank you guys so much for taking a moment to listen to Live the Light and taking a moment to support the channel and support this episode. Um, Today's episode is incredibly important because it's in the vein of the year of 2020 and what we're walking into this new year. And even though we've just gotten into the new year, it's really brand new. We're only about a month into it. I wanted to connect and tap into um, some things that have been in the headlines. And a lot of this, uh, granted, started long before 2020. You know, this has actually been in the making for a few years. And that is uh, something that many of you may have been seeing in the headlines in metaphysical and spiritual communities specifically. And that is this idea and this notion of spiritual teachers, healers, yogis, um, people who are seemingly spiritual people, uh, people who are seemingly walking this spiritual path, this psychic path, this intuitive path, um, failing their students, falling from grace, leaving religions, uh, leaving movements and often leaving students and followers and fellow teachers and fellow colleagues dumbfounded and trying to understand why is this happening now and why is there a quickening of it? So I wanna tap into that, but I also wanna give you some tools and tips for really how to navigate your own spiritual path, how to spot authentic spiritual teachers, and also how to really continue to connect with the divine. Because at the end of the day, any spiritual path is really about you and the divine and, and walking your path and living your light, as opposed to putting a spiritual teacher or a healer or a psychic or a medium up on a pedestal. But getting back to the initial thing I stated, um, I, I'm not going to go in great deal of naming names of people. I mean, you only need to look at different headlines and newspapers and magazines to hear so many stories of different spiritual teachers from all walks of life being brought up in sexual assault allegations or leaving religions or leaving paths to kind of question like what is going on? Why are we seeing so much of this right now? Well, we're seeing so much of this right now because we are in the midst of a huge spiritual awakening on this planet. You know, we're at a space where spirit is demanding that we walk our talk, we live our light, and we stand in our authenticity. So especially if someone has carved out a spiritual path, especially if they're being guided to lead other people, to teach other people, to help other people, if they are not walking in that authenticity, you know, that's going to be brought to the light, that's going to be brought to the surface, and they're going to have to deal with it. And that's essentially what's happening. Um, this is also happening right now because spirit is really wanting us as individuals to get closer to the divine and not make people our idols. You know, um, years ago, we were in a period where it was almost like this idol worship of metaphysical and new age teachers and yogis and gurus and people of this nature. Now we're moving into an energy of really developing our own relationship with God and strengthening that relationship with God and seeing the divinity within ourselves versus looking at somebody outside of ourselves, worshiping that person and hoping and praying that they will take us to the mountaintop. So the paradigm is shifting. 
it's shifting from looking up to spiritual leaders and teachers and putting them on pedestals and it's shifting back to listening to the message applying the message to your life but ultimately knowing that your life and your relationship with god is far more important than worshiping an idol Right. So that's why this is happening now. And we're going to see even more of this moving into 2020, where a lot of people who seem to be seemingly altruistic, you know, in the new age communities and different spiritual communities, you're going to hear more coming out around the Me Too movement, around sexual assault allegations. You're going to hear more of spiritual leaders leaving religions or leaving paths or sort of splitting and dividing you know, from different paths and communities they were a part of. But another aspect of this is that we are all growing and evolving spiritually, right? And so whatever path someone is in, they're in it because their soul needs it at that time. You know, when your soul no longer needs something, it falls away, you let it go, or it changes form. And so that's something that is happening. But I want to touch specifically on spiritual leaders and teachers, especially in metaphysical communities who are leaving religions or leaving paths, they may be denouncing spiritual paths that they once taught about or they once trained people on, you know, um, and, and I'm mentioning this because I'm seeing a lot of this with, with uh, former leaders of metaphysical communities weaving in and out of these communities and sometimes denouncing and renouncing what they once believed. Um, the challenge and the issue is that many of their followers, many of their students, many of their colleagues are feeling lost because they look to this person for clarity. They look to this person for mentorship. They look to this person or these people for support. And you know what happens when that all falls away? As I said before, the message is always more important than the messenger. So if you connect with a spiritual teacher or leader and you enjoy and you like the message they're sending, if that message resonates with you, see that message as sort of a tool in a toolbox that you can take and you can apply to your own life. Try not to get too caught up in the glitz and the glamour and the appearance of the teacher. Focus more instead on what they're saying and if what they're saying and stating is ringing true. Because if you focus on what's being said and you focus on whether or not it, you believe it and it resonates with you, it's going to be a little harder for you to lose your way because you're tapped into the divine, you're tapped into your own intuition, and you're not necessarily allowing another person to tell you what to do. You're listening, you're taking suggestions, but ultimately yourself and spirit make the final decision. So, you know, the thing that is so important, as I said before, is just to always ask yourself if the message rings true for you. Whether it be in an organized religion, whether it be in a more freeform path, it's really about whether or not that message speaks to your soul as opposed to the messenger. And the reason I say that is because messengers come and go, messengers change, people pass away, people leave religions, people leave groups. You know, people have their own crisis of faith where they're not certain what they believe anymore. And if you make another person your compass, if you make another person your North Star, then you will get lost, you will get turned around. It doesn't have to be that way though. So, you know, really keep that in mind. It's what's inside of you and what you believe that matters and counts. Everything else is just a tool in a toolbox that can help you to evolve. You know, the second thing I wanted to tap into is I wanted to tap into uh, a quickening of what I feel we're going to continue to see, which is sexual assault allegations, rape allegations, different charges being brought up against spiritual leaders, you know, people that we have once looked up to, um, even public figures, people we've must, once looked up to, and, and how to handle that and navigate that in 2020. This is a time of reckoning. 
You know, it is a time of shining light on the truth. It is a time of balancing the scales and dealing with injustice and no longer allowing that to stand. It is a balance of masculine and feminine energy. It is a balance of knowing that all people, whatever your race, whatever your religion, whatever your sexuality, your gender, we all deserve a seat at the table. So these things are happening now because 2019 was really the end of a decade and 2020 is the start of a new one. So we're moving into who do we want to be now? What type of life do we want to have now? And a lot of times in order to evolve and grow up and glow up, so to speak, you have to look at what hurts you. You have to look at the dirty bits and the ugly bits and the stuff we're sweeping under the rug because it's only by uncovering those things that we heal. So more and more of this is going to be happening. It, it, it's also being done because it's getting people to more closely understand that even if somebody has great spiritual gifts or talents or charisma, at the end of the day, we're all human beings, right? And we're all valuable. So what this is also teaching us is not so much to put our faith in people, but to put our faith in God, to put our faith in beliefs that are tried and true because we've done them, we've lived them, we've done the work. And that's what we're being called to do. You know, we're also being called to speak out about injustices that happen to us or happen to other people. And sexual violations are really spiritual violations. You know, it's not just a violation of the body, it's a violation of the spirit. And at this time, as we're all trying to evolve and grow, if the spirit is being violated, it's very difficult to evolve, right? And so that is being called out, that is being stopped. And specifically people who are navigating spiritual circles, if they are victimizing and violating others, um, a lot of that behavior is going to be exposed more re readily and quickly because we are in a new decade. And this is a decade of authenticity. This is a decade of shining light on the truth. So that is what I see. Um, you know, and before we close, there are a couple things that I just wanted to touch on. Um, number one, just anybody who is listening, whether you're walking a magical path, where you're part of an organized faith, maybe a more fundamentalist faith, whatever your path, whatever your view, what, whatever it is that you're doing in your life. I did want to touch a bit though on this, um, on looking at spiritual predators and sort of just giving some warning signs. You know, in a lot of spiritual communities, uh, communities where there's fitness, where there's yoga, things of that nature, we have some really wonderful gifted teachers who are called to do this work. We also have people who have gifts, but they have become corrupted, you know, and they are exploiting students and they are exploiting other people. And they're in sort of a, a haze of confusion in terms of who they are and what they're doing. And you know, I wanted to talk about understanding and being able to spot predatory behavior and maybe how to go about handling it and exposing it. You know, the first thing that I want to say is always listen to your intuition when you're dealing with somebody. Intuition is that gut instinct, it's that inner knowing, it's that non-emotional part of you that just knows something is right or wrong. It's a yes, it's a no, and you don't know how you know, but you just know it. You just feel it in your gut. Whenever you're moving into a new spiritual space or circle, do a gut check and ask yourself, you know, does it feel right for me to be a part of this? Does it feel right for me to go to this event? Does it feel right for me to study un under this teacher? Just listen to what your gut says. And if your gut says no, or your gut says wait, or your gut says pause, no matter how great the offer looks, you need to wait. You know, I've gone through this myself before, sometimes rushing too fast to learn things, rushing too fast to come into something and then getting turned around and spirit had to come in and help me get out of situations that, you know, I otherwise didn't really need to be in. 
you know, and granted they were learning experiences. So I, so I take from it the learning and I take the blessing from that. But what I'm trying to say is if you don't have to go through that maze and that runaround, don't go through it. You know, keep putting one foot in front of the other and taking your time. So listen to the gut check. Um, the second thing in that same vein, whenever you're learning a new skill, studying with a new teacher, thinking about becoming initiated in a path, really take time to not only research that religion or that path, but research the people that you might be studying under who are going to be teaching it or initiating you, right? If they've been doing this work for a while, they should have some level of a track record, even if they're not necessarily online, because everybody who does spiritual work is not online. You know, there are some old school workers who they're, they're just not online at all. But if you are somewhere locally, people should, should know about this person. They should have positive or negative things to say about them. They should have things to say about their readings or their magic or how they treat others. There should be some level of a reputation, positive, negative, or mixed that is attached to this person. So if you're trying to study with somebody and nobody knows about them, that's kind of a red flag. You know, the other thing I would also say um, within online spaces and circles, most authentic spiritual workers, psychics, mediums, healers don't have a lot of free time to just randomly chit chat with potential clients and potential students, right? And I've seen this a lot, specifically in groups on Facebook and different online groups and forums. People who are predators, tend to sort of get into these online magical groups and psychic groups and such and sort of lie in wait for vulnerable people. Maybe people who have gone through assault or abuse and publicly state that in a forum, people who are just sort of confused and still trying to learn. And essentially what they'll do is they will kind of pose as a practitioner, pretend that they know more than they actually do, draw this person into conversations, disarm them and often violate them. And sometimes these violations actually turn into something that is physical, where it's a sexual abuse or it's an assault. Other times it's just a verbal abuse and it's a breaking down and, and a destruction of a human being. And you would think like, who, who would want to do that, number one? But in this day and age with everything going on, who has time to do that? Why would you make that your focus? But the thing is, when you're dealing with people who are narcissistic or sociopathic or don't know who they are, People like this sometimes take joy and glee from breaking others down. So another red flag, authentic practitioners are not going to have a whole lot of time to just sort of chit chat and talk shop and go in circles with you. If they have just unlimited time to talk to you for hours and hours, whether it be online or in person, it's kind of a red flag because most practitioners tend to be pretty busy, tend to be on a pretty regimented schedule because that's just the way it is, right? So, so really look for that. Um, and the last thing I would say is just pay attention to their topics of conversation. You know, do they make overtly sexual jokes or, or things of that nature? Do they lift you up one minute and then kind of put you down another, you know, uh, things like that. And it's very, very subtle, but that's why I say you have to listen to intuition because that's the gut instinct and the gut check, you know, and a lot of times folks who are manipulative, um, and predatory, they've been doing this for a long time. So they know how to disarm people and sort of make people doubt their reality. But if you listen to your intuition, your gut from the start, it's a lot harder, you know, because your gut is saying something's off about this person, but this person is saying, oh, no, 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 it's safe, it's safe. Always listen to the gut. Always listen to the gut check. And just really take your time. 
take your time moving into any path, any religion. You know, I've, I've had over the years, especially when I first started reading professionally, people trying to get me to join a little bit of everything. And my intuition would often say no or wait, or this isn't for you. And folks would still keep trying to push and push and push, you know, and I can remember countless times where people were pushing to try to get me to join this or that. And then it turned into some sort of controversy and things. And had I been in that, I'd be right in the middle of the controversy, you know? So I say all that to say your intuition is there to keep you safe. It is there to tell you what's for you and what's not. And if you listen to what your intuition is saying is for you, it will always lead the way, always lead the way. Um, the last thing I want to touch on before I close, this is specifically for those of you who perhaps you, you know, you, you did follow a particular spiritual teacher or a spiritual path, and maybe you were betrayed. Maybe you were abused. Maybe that teacher, maybe that godparent left the religion altogether and just sort of left you hanging. Unfortunately, these things happen. They happen in the secular world and they happen in spiritual communities, right? So either one is no different in that aspect. People let us down. The lesson that you want to take from this, and I've said it before and I'm going to reiterate it one more time. Don't put your faith in people, put your faith in God. Know and understand that sometimes teachers, psychics, mediums, healers will come as messengers to give you guidance and information and to help you along your way, but they cannot walk your path for you. And you have to also understand in this time of great awakening and changing, there are a lot of people who are leaving organized religions or they're leaving paths or they're no longer believing once they, what they once did, not because they're being deceptive, but because they're evolving. Sometimes we outgrow situations. Sometimes we outgrow relationships. And so the other part is that we have to give also spiritual teachers and leaders, um, I, I would definitely say those with a sincere heart that are doing this in a sincere way, give them the opportunity, allow them the grace to also grow and to realize that people's thoughts and views change. At the end of the day, it's about what works for you. It's you and God, you and your spirits, you and your ancestors, right? That's really what you've got. Teachers can help you, but they can't live it or walk it for you. So try not in this year that we're moving into to put teachers on pedestals or to put healers or psychics or mediums on pedestals and see them as infallible uh, because every human being is valuable and every human being, whether they do so intentionally or not, is going to let people down and disappoint them. The message is always more important than the messenger. Stick to the message, stick to what you believe. What do you believe? Who are you in this lifetime? What are you called to do? And then ask God or creator or spirit or whatever word you use for that to connect you to the people and experiences that will allow you to live that out authentically. And remember, it doesn't mean that just because somebody comes into your life as a teacher, for a couple of years, a couple of weeks, or a couple of months, they're in your life forever. They may leave, you may leave, you may split ways. Sometimes people come just for a season. Sometimes they come for a moment. Sometimes they come for years. Sometimes they come for a lifetime. But another part of 2020 is honoring the flow and honoring the seasons and understanding that who flows into our life is who spirit wants at this time. And who flows out is who spirit is saying we no longer need. And they no longer need us. The lessons have been given. They've been learned. It's time to move on. 
So I will leave you with that. I'm wishing you a wonderful month and uh, wonderful weeks and days and time to come. Um, and you can always catch us the first of every month on Blog Talk Radio. Um, I will be doing a live reading show closer to Valentine's Day about twin flame connections and trauma bonds. Um, I don't exactly have the exact date just yet, but definitely check back on NicoleBowman.biz, Blog Talk Radio, or my YouTube channel where you can subscribe. Um, you can also follow me on social media, uh, Facebook forward slash Nicole Intuitive, or you can find me on uh, Instagram, IG, at Nicole Intuitive. Um, so I will often do my reading schedules, my uh, broadcasting schedules, and I'll definitely be coming back with information about that live show closer to Valentine's Day. So it will be a reading show. So you'll definitely be able to call in, have your relationship questions ready, and always remember to live your light, live your bliss, love yourself. Take care. <laughs>